Good evening, everyone.、Um, welcome back to another episode of、uh, the Knuckle Sandwich Podcast.、Um, I can't really say as always.、Uh, we got a, quite a few people on the podcast today, but that's, that's a good thing.、Um, but you got your standard crew. You got Ace, Nathan, Xavier,、uh, and Justin. I'm going to give it to you a little bit early.、Uh, we're reviewing quite a few movies this episode. I'll change that in the event we only stick to one movie.、Um, but the biggest movie I think that we are going to talk about right now、uh, is Barbie,、um, the new、uh, Margot Robbie and.、Uh, Yeah, I guess she is the star. So we'll just focus on her,、uh, her new movie. <laughs>、uh, but in addition to us,、um, we're joined by some very special people.、Uh, I'll introduce my Barbie, my beautiful wife, Jessica, her first appearance here on the show.、Um, that was the cute. Other... Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs>、uh, but yeah, you heard Jasmine there too.、Um, and then also our, our first time guest,、uh, Nathan, you're introducing. I don't want to see your thunder. <laughs> my Barbie,、uh, Ariel, Ariel Martin. Yeah. There we go. That's how、um, that、yeah. sounded when you said that. I'll change that. <laughs>、um, the voice will be deeper. It'll sound bad, but it'll be Nathan's fault. <laughs> My Barbie.、Uh, but yeah, we got everyone here.、Um, now let's talk, about, let's talk about this movie.、Um, what is,、uh, we're going to go around the table. How does everyone feel? What are the scores looking like?、Uh, what are your thoughts on this movie? No, I got a couple. Japanese. At the gate, I give Barbie an eight out of 10. Okay. And I would like to say if my score for the Birds of Prey movie is on record, I would like to reduce it from whatever it was to a three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Did you recently rewatch Birds、yes. of Prey?、Oh, yes,、okay. it was on TV. I understand. Yeah. We'll let the, the ladies go first with their scores. Oh, I'm Jessica. Hey, everybody. Nice to be everybody listening to the podcast. I'm not a knuckle, but you know, I'm in between the knuckles. <laughs> but、um, I'm Jessica, and I give Barbie, I would give it an eight and a half. I really enjoyed it. Nate's <laughs> worth.、Uh, but I kind of say the same. I feel like it does get a higher score, probably out of 10. I'll give it an eight as well.、Um, maybe like give it a seven and a half because it. I didn't have high expectations, but I think that made it that much better because I wasn't expecting it to be good.、Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was pretty enjoyable. And actually, it was actually funny, which I feel like movies nowadays, it's hard for them to be like actually funny, you know?、Mm-hmm. But this was, there w a s some jokes in there that I actually laughed at. So pretty good. Back, back to me. Back to me. <laughs>、um, I'm also going to give it, I think,、uh, I think an eight.、Um, I did enjoy the movie.、Um, Margot Ruby did a good job.、Um, Ryan Gosling also did a, a good job.、Um, Jung from、uh, Kim's Convenience. <laughs> I don't know his real name, but he also did an excellent job.、Uh, <laughs> I think the acting for me really kind of, kind of carried the movie, but、uh, first thoughts are I'm giving it an eight.、Mm, this, is, this is a tough one because I don't have anything wrong with the movie. Oh. And like Ariel said, I had no expectations, so I was really impressed. Lean in. All right, I'm gonna give it a nine. Yeah,、oh, okay. A nine out of ten.、Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nathan is not going to rank it that high. <laughs> <laughs> What did you think of Nathan?、Um, well, see, I got the database up here. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> when, when Justin says eight, 
I'm looking at how he gave Spider-Verse an 8.5 and I'm wondering how <laughs> yeah, Wait, into the the first movie or the the recent one? Spider-Verse 2. Well, that one I stand by that one. The first one I think is it goes in the perfects. The this the most recent one I'll, I'll set on 8.5. 8.5. Okay. Fine. I mean, <laughs> I'll I'll give uh I'll give Barbie. I'll give Barbie a I'll give it a 7. Okay. It's higher than I expected. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Consensus. uh, No, I I know y'all thought I was going to give it like a two because (laughs) I hate women, but no. (laughs) Uh, It It was pretty good. Nathan had some had some words in the first 10 minutes of the movie. Um, Do I have permission permission to read your text, Nathan? Yeah, within the first like the first opening sequence, you could see me. I was like fidgeting. I was like. <laughs> oh, because it was just too early. I couldn't. The first ten minutes, he. No, I was like, I was ready to. Yeah, I was like, I want to go wait in the car. But yeah, it was it was pretty good. Um, I would also give it a nine. There's yeah. not really much I can think of that was mm-hmm. that was wrong with the movie. Mm-hmm. Can't I'm think saying. of anything that was wrong with the movie. Okay. Um, hey, like, I mean, I mean, well, hey, that's what the podcast is for, right? <laughs> that's I mean, what this is here for, right? Can you so, give me reasons why you're taking off three points? That's you a have lot of points. Than, you have it better than Wakanda Forever, Ace. Hey, because Wakanda Forever—that's <laughs> not a good enjoyment. Was I think <laughs> it's that good? It's better than, than Black Panther. I mean, yeah. it was good, you know, but it wasn't. It was Wakanda Forever, you know. You got Puss in Boots at a 10. So that the only... Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, <laughs> what, what, what's the problem here? The only movie better than Puss in Boots, or the only movie close to Puss in Boots this year was Barbie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. Have we only seen that? We have only seen that few number of movies? Well, no, I, I, so. I gave Spider-Verse... I gave that... A, I think I gave that a 10. You gave Spider-Verse a 9, and you gave Guardians oh. of the Galaxy 3 a 10. I gave it a what? A 10? Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. That fits. That, then that's, that's, that fits. That's okay. Good. I mean, yeah. hey, I, looks I mean, like again, can you me. give me reasons why you take off three points off of Barbie? That's a lot of points. You, for real? That's a lot of points. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Let me tear it apart after everyone praises it. Oh, okay. But yeah, I like the movie. I thought it was work, Kevin Sanders. I thought it was pretty good. Like y'all said, it had the jokes, it had the virtues, mm-hmm. it wasn't extremely long. Yeah. Uh it was light but serious. I mean, it, it kind of it was there. Okay, Japan, you know, we have you on so we can get that that woman's perspective. Why did Don't you uh, say that? Why did you <laughs> <laughs> we're happy to talk about the woman movie with mm-hmm. a woman? Thank you, Xavier. Yes. I thought that Barbie <laughs> was an excellent movie. I feel similarly to how Justin felt about Fast X and that this movie executed upon the idea that you can have a silly goofy time and just make a good movie anyway. Well where'd the good movie part coming from though? Uh, fast, from from oh. Fast X. I don't know, Xavier. I'm sorry that I'm sorry that you didn't think that was a good movie. Okay. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. But I liked that they leaned. This was very well executed camp, 
which is things that are just so ridiculous that it, it makes me laugh. Like, I really didn't expect her to hop into that shower and turn that shower on and no water to come out. I was like, oh, this is so dumb. I was like, oh, okay, this is going to be a dumb movie. Okay. And then the, the not to jump to the end, but the climax with the Kins fighting. And yeah. they went to war yes. and then it turned into a dance battle in the clouds. <laughs> like, what? In, in, like, leotards? I didn't know what was going on. And they just hugged it out in the end. I was like, this is, <laughs> this is incredible. I love this. And I thought it got a little bit clunky when they tried to tackle that feminist speech right right at the climax. Um, but it did also make me cry because I, it strongly resonated with me. And I thought it really did a good job of addressing real life women while still, um, it kind of defended the Barbie brand because I don't know what everyone's relationship here is with the Barbie brand, but Barbie is- Lifelong fan. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, yeah. I, I have good memories of Barbie, but it's always been criticized for, you know, the women are too skinny. They're too white. Um, why doesn't Barbie have any kids? Why does Barbie have to be a mom? You know, all whatever the whole thing. And so they kind of defended themselves of being like, look, y'all, we're just dolls. Why do you have all these expectations for dolls? Imagine how hard it is for women. And I was like, oh, you know what? That's a really good point. While still looping in Ken doing crazy stuff, I believe Ryan Gosling should be nominated for an Oscar for Best Supporting Actor. Oh, yeah. And I am not 100%. joking. <laughs> it's for free. He le- this is the best performance I've ever seen from him. He leaned in. <laughs> That's, it's so bad. <laughs> it was so dumb. He was walking around in a floor-length mink coat, dead serious, with bleach blonde hair, completely acting his face off. So it all came together and worked very well for me was a silly goofy time barbie and i thought margot robbie did a great job as like the the linchpin for the movie but i think her performance got lost behind ryan gosling being a complete fool in like the best way but uh yeah yeah the rent was due uh when ryan gosling was acting the rent was due man (laughs) his landlord was in the background Oh, I'll add to that, Jasmine. So a little bit of the history of Barbie. We, we're going to get deep into it. Let me give you all yes. the spiel. Okay, so I, my, okay, I had one Barbie that was allowed to be open. Tell you a little bit about my parents. My my parents are toy collectors, Um, very big toy collectors. They have a barn at home. It's like a thousand square feet of just plum toys Um, because my dad is majorly into that. So I had, I believe, between 20 and 30 Barbies that are still in the box. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had one Barbie that I was allowed to play with and she became the straight up weirdo Barbie, y'all. When I saw her, <laughs> I said, that's my girl. I cut her <laughs> all the way up. Um, I marked her all the way up. I was just, I was mad because I couldn't open these Barbies. Um, <laughs> after this movie came out, I actually looked up um, how much like the holiday collection and the African collection and then the... Um, we have the Alpha Cap Alpha Sorority Incorporated, aka Barbie, right? And she's worth seventeen hundred dollars right now. Oh. So like, there's only so many people who have one. And my mom waited in that line for four hours to get that daggum Barbie. But yes, we had that Barbie. So I have probably like thousands of dollars worth of Barbies now because my parents didn't let me open these Barbies. So Ruth Handler is the one who created Barbie. Um, she was the original CEO CEO of Mantle. And in the end of the movie, you see she like talks about the financial thing. So that's what happened. She had a financial mishap 
there was tax fraud and that's why she was booted <laughs> out. Um, and of course, the Barbie is named Barb after Barbara Handel, her daughter. So her husband was a co-CEO. And then ever since then, there's been more male CEOs of Barbie than female CEOs of like Mantle. I do not know why that is, but when wow. it came up with Will Ferrell, I, I knew that was, I was like, it's going to be a man. <laughs> That's the whole joke with Barbie. It's like, it's always a man. But um, when I, I saw Barbie and when the first black Barbies came out and like, they were really relevant and they, they, I remember they came out with like light skin Barbies. Well, you guys have seen me. I am light skin and my hair is light colored. Um, So I, I could see myself as this Barbie, but I couldn't see her as some of my friends. So when they got the dark skin Barbies, that really, you know, resonated with me because it's like, oh, well, now everyone has a Barbie that looked like them. Guys, I do not look like Barbie. I did do a couple <laughs> pages, but I'm not I'm not a Barbie right. model so, type. So, okay, Mr. Tuskegee, C- carry on. <laughs> carry on. <laughs> but yeah, so like, I I don't know, like the the wealth and the the growth of Barbie um, really sat with me. And Jasmine, the same thing when she did that whole monologue. I really hope you insert it in here. It is literally impossible to be a woman. You are so beautiful and so smart, and it kills me that you don't think you're good enough. Like, we have to always be extraordinary, but somehow we're always doing it wrong. <sighs> like, you have to be thin, but not too thin, and you can never say you want to be thin. You have to say you want to be healthy, but also you have to be thin. You have to have money, but you can't ask for money because that's crass. You have to be a boss, but you can't be mean. You have to lead, but you can't squash other people's ideas. You're supposed to love being a mother, but don't talk about your kids all the damn time. You have to be a career woman, but also always be looking out for other people. You have to answer for men's bad behavior, which is insane, but if you point that out, you're accused of complaining. You're supposed to stay pretty for men, but not so pretty that you tempt them too much or that you threaten other women because you're supposed to be a part of the sisterhood, but always stand out and always be grateful. But never forget that the system is rigged, so find a way to acknowledge that, but also always be grateful. You have to never get old, never be rude, never show off, never be selfish, never fall down, never fail, never show fear, never get out of line. It's too hard, it's too contradictory, and nobody gives you a medal or says thank you. And it turns out, in fact, that not only are you doing everything wrong, but also everything is your fault. I'm just so tired of watching myself and every single other woman tie herself into knots so that people will like us. And if all of that is also true for a doll, just representing a woman, then I don't even know. It was so good. Like, I have never felt so proud to be a woman and so looking forward to, like, growing as a woman. Like, a lot of times I just feel, because at at work, Nathan and I work together at this unknown place, but I'm always the only woman in the room. And it's Mm -hmm. sometimes it's very hard when people are talking about things and they're, like, mansplaining it to you. It's like, she finally came Mm -hmm. out and just said it. (laughs) Like, they let her say it. And, you know, a lot of times 
even saying I'm going to the gynecologist is like something terrible you say. You don't talk about that type of stuff. At the end, when she she goes and she's like, I'm here to see the gynecologist. That is such <laughs> a proud woman moment. Because like not all women really need to see the gynecologist because of certain things that may be happening with their body. And that like goes into womanhood. So I don't know. It just really spoke to me. And last thing, and then I'll pass it to Ariel. Um, the other, if you've seen the other cartoon Barbie movies, there were so many like Easter eggs to those other movies. Oh. And one of those people who had, I've watched all of them, y'all. So <laughs> like the Pegasus, Barbie and the Magic Pegasus in 2005, that was in there. Um, Clueless, her whole outfit was sitting in there from the Clueless movie. So it's just like, I don't know. It was so great. I'm about to cry. But yeah, it was, it was good. Yeah, after that monologue in our theater, someone tried to start a little uh, little clap. Um, it didn't catch on because it was mostly children, but <laughs> they, they did try to start a little clap going on. So I guess for the guys, our monologue is just, we are Kanuk. Um, <laughs> yeah, Kanuk. <laughs> yeah, what do you think? What do you think? Um, I think, well, before going to see the movie, people were like, you like, I guess from face value, you would think it's a kid's movie, but going in, you would obviously see that they talk about way more complex issues than a kid could probably understand. But I think it's good because Barbie just outside of the, you know, movie, it did touch on a lot of different non kid concepts like, oh, she's too skinny. She's too white and stuff like that. Um, but I, I mean, I enjoyed it. I think um, that the monologue, it was it was really good. I felt like it was. It was a good um, encompassing like feeling that women have um, how like, oh, I have to be successful. I have to have kids. I have to, you know, make money. I have to be feminine. I can't be masculine. I have to, you know, accomplish, be all these 20,000 list of things, but mm-hmm. all in one person. And it kind of can feel overwhelming. Um, mm-hmm. Also, the writing was, re- I like the writing. The writing in this movie was really good. I don't know if Issa Rae was part of the script but she yeah it was it was really good um one of the and I had a lot of like good little one-liners in there like it was one in the part where Ken when he first went to like the world outside of Barbie <laughs> um and he was talking to this one like guy in like some corporate building and then he was asking about like patriarchy or it was patriarchy <laughs> not misogyny patriarchy and he was um the guy and the, um the corporate guy was like we just do a good job of hiding it now I was like, <laughs> that was really funny. how there is still like lots of um patriarchy but it just you know it you don't really see it now um so that was that was really funny but it was and like jasmine was saying i like how they you knew they were toys like you could tell that they were toys because she wasn't like drinking anything she wasn't eating anything the way that they would move like the, the sort of like ignorance that they had when they came <laughs> to the real world because they just existed in this Barbie bubble, you know? So that was, I thought that was really, really funny. Um, but yeah, definitely the monologue. We were saying, what's the America Ferrera? Fer- 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 yeah, Cici Fer- Fer- Yeah, That's yeah. what the Cici Puede was at the end. It's a Disney yeah. Channel, guys. Gotta kick it up for all the people who have not seen that movie. That's the main actress. Ferrera. Thank you, she was, she, Yeah, she's also on Ugly Betty. So if you're yes. an Ugly Betty. Oh, from yeah. Superstore. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's where I know it from. Her, the main character, the mom. <laughs> the mom? Okay. Yeah. Her name is America? Ferrera, yeah. That's why at the yeah, end she says is, that. It was That it her was husband really says that? She's like the Sisu Pude? 
And um, her husband says that. And she says that's a political term because it means, yes, we can, referring to Obama. But her daughter goes, that's cultural appropriation. You shouldn't say that because they're Spanish. But she's never seen Gotta Kick It Up. Uh, so, like, for the audience, that was a reference because she is the captain of the cheerleading squad in the Disney Channel original movie, Gotta Kick It Up. Just because oh, a historian, y'all. Crazy. I was going to say, yeah, this one's yeah. got the inside scoop. Got the layers. <laughs> yeah. It was deep. It was it was, was good. Isn't she it also Sisterhood deep. of the Traveling Pants? She is, yeah. Oh, my goodness. A feminist staple. Mm-hmm. I did see that one. I stand with y'all. Right, David, go ahead. Oh, go. Sorry, Xavier. uh, More praise, more praise. Um, The set design. Um, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The colors. Yeah, I was really scared that they were going to spend majority of the movie in real life, but they came back to Barbie Land, which I liked because the the set design in Barbie Land was great. Um, Yeah, and of course, my favorite person part of the movie of course was ken ironically ironically um, right yeah, yeah he, he tore it up <laughs> um this is acting just the facial expressions he was making it was so good i don't really know ryan costing from anything else this is so now this his was... key role for me okay yeah this yeah, is what I have. me too mm-hmm. yeah what else was he in i think the, the blade notebook? runner movie he was the notebook he was in drive he was in la la land he was la la in land. the gray man you're right, you're right, you're right. He's he, a big short. Yeah, I haven't seen any of those. He, can he have, also in Brokeback Mountain. Back I know. Oh, the notebook. Brokeback <laughs> Mountain. No, I, I was wondering. Brokeback Mountain. I think that's Jake Gyllenhaal. Okay, they look similar. Yeah, I, get, I was getting him mixed up. I thought this guy was Mysterio. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. Yeah. This may be a weird question, but did they airbrush him? Or was sure that legit? They, they like they, they had to have, like, contoured him. Yeah, yeah, they well, he no has way. been is being really the sexiest big? man alive for many years. I do believe really? that is him. Oh, yeah. Honestly, Ryan is my guy. Are we talking about his body? Wait, wait, wait. Let me check. <laughs> <laughs> Are we talking I'm about sorry. his body? Yes, because like Margot Robbie, I mean, she's Harley Quinn. We know she is. She's a vegetarian. She's like, she got, she's a, just she a flat like back. all the time. Yeah, she just flat back. Um, there's nothing else to her. But like Ryan Gosling, was he really that ripped? Yeah, even in the Gray Man, he's he looks like that. Obviously, in La La Land, you don't really tell. But is that him in Gray Man, the, the the spy movie. Yeah, that was him. Yeah. yeah, yeah what does him. he do? Is he like? Does he have a certain diet, or what is he? He doesn't strike me as someone who's like, yeah, I'm gonna be super ripped. Yeah, I mean, I don't know him probably, either. Let's be clear, I do like not a, know him. <laughs> yeah, there was probably like a little something going on, like you know. I think it's the Barbie movie, you know? Yeah, but he is like, he's yeah, he is one of those guys. Like, I think is, one thing with uh with actors, they don't get. It's not like they get like drug tested. So he could be on true like WWE steroids. He could <laughs> he could be on like uh, whatever Zac Efron steroids. was on. <laughs> yeah, he, he's oh. on the Zac Efron. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, okay. I, after seeing that, I was inspired. I, I came home, I was telling Ariel, like, I got to hit the gym. Like, his biceps <laughs> were so perfect in his abs. Did you see his abs and the oblique lines in the chest? Yeah. Because he's a doll. Yeah. But the Ken, the Ken doll looks like that, too. Also, for the audience, if you don't know those Barbies, every Barbie in that movie is a legit Barbie. Like, even the one that does this, she was legit. She was, I didn't, the audience can't see me. Lifts their arm and she grows. <laughs> 
Yeah, girl to <laughs> oh, woman yeah. Barbie. She's legit. Like that was a thing. Um, my parents would not allow me to get any of those. Like the one that held three babies, that was a no. Midge was oh, yeah. a no. Because I thought that junk was hilarious. And my mom was like, that is not happening. <laughs> since you're a, bar- a Barbie expert, what is the purpose of the one with the camera? How does how does that work? How do I get that oh, footage out of gosh. that? Oh my gosh. One of my friends had her and she like, you could like load things into her from the computer, you know, with the dial up, or you could like take pictures and the, the, um, the camera was in the middle of her spine and you could just (laughs) see like everything. It was cool. It was like, I guess Barbie's way of going into electronics, but it didn't last very long. It was kind of (laughs) creepy. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't like anything else. The, what's, what's the name? What's the name of the song? Ken enough oh yeah oh, i'm yeah. just kidding yeah i'm just um, kidding the final battle i really enjoyed so the good. climax um, <laughs> at some point some some of them got a real gun and yeah. innocents were shot i don't know how that happened um but then they said hey we're all just bros you know it out. Mm-hmm. it's kind of niche did anyone see uh it was like a some sort of snippet from the premiere with uh ryan gosling and jung from kim's convenience Jung put his arm around Ryan Gosling and Ryan told him to move it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no. I, I, I want to know what the what the atmosphere was like for them to, to actually not like each other or for Ryan to not like him. <laughs> Were you talking like in real life they don't like each other? I had to find the clip. Uh, he's also it, an Avenger. Yeah, he's uh, Shang-Chi, Demon but I don't Lulu. want to recognize him for that. Is his name <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's an Avenger. So like that was one thing I was thinking is like, how... How's the Avenger the supporting to the supporting? That was my only problem. Because he's Asian. And if you (laughs) notice when Ryan Gosling, when Ken went to the real world, he was like, ooh, the man runs everything. Not only the man, but the white man. But they still Mm -hmm. had a hierarchy within the Kens. I don't know if y'all picked that up. But like the Asian was still second and then the black Ken was still third. So like the white men (laughs) Kens were on top. Even old boy who looked like he could have been the Texas governor. He like he was higher <laughs> than everybody else because he was yeah. prime time white male kid. We're not talking enough about uh Alan though. That the I know <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ken's best buddy, supposed to be. Which he hasn't been. I haven't seen him in a movie since like been this is the end or some other movie like that. So I'm glad he came back for this one. Since we're on it, just like a, a star-studded cast, like we we mentioned yeah. Will Ferrell earlier, he is, he doesn't do too many movies, or at least not too many yeah. good movies. Um, anyway, <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> crazy. I, I, the, the last thing I remember from him was Sherlock Holmes. That was that was not a good movie. <laughs> well, come on, that was a while. <laughs> um, he was a Lego movie. Okay, Lego yeah, Lego okay. Played the, probably the same character. Get Hard, <laughs> like Kevin Hart. Okay. I just rewatched that. <laughs> okay. All right, good movie. I'll agree uh, with the Lego movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, all right, Nathan, Star go ahead. Um, Kate, what's that woman's name from SNL who played the weirdo Barbie? Oh, yeah. Emma Mackey? No, Kate um, McKinnon. Oh, yeah. Kate oh, yeah. Kate something. McKinnon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's always fun. And then you have Penelope yeah. from Bridgerton. Oh, she yeah. was diplomat Barbie. Mm, yes, mm-hmm. I I started Bridgerton a little while back. Okay, Nathan, they're always going to mute myself. 
It's season two. Oh, okay. Season two. There. My bad. My bad. I cannot wait to go to the diamond. Before you do that, Nathan, we're ready for your. <laughs> we're ready for your. Why you, you subtracted three points? <laughs> oh, why I subtract? Now that I think yeah. about it, it was actually. Um, I I think I was just being a hater because the, for one point. Because I'm I'm really gonna be a hater on Oppenheimer, but Barbie I actually enjoyed. Barbie. Uh, Ken Ken saved the movie for me. I loved I loved Ken's character. I'm. It's Ken. Yeah, yeah, like the ignorance. Like my Playing guitar. His favorite movie is. Yeah, that guitar scene. I took it personally. I think that, I took that as a personal attack. Once a week. Oh, and the uh, the Godfather. The Godfather, yeah, where they're like, <laughs> you haven't seen the Godfather? Let me explain to you why. The Godfather is the movie. I've at least done, yeah. Done. And Rocky. And Rocky. Did you see the Rocky stuff? Yeah, Rocky. Yeah. Rocky. yeah. So I loved Ken, and uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is actually one of my favorite actors. That's a closet. <laughs> That's um, not Jake what? <laughs> wow. See, acting up. Uh, but uh, <laughs> Ryan Gosling is one of my favorite. Uh, he's one of my favorite actors. I watched Drive when I was like 14 years old or something, and it changed my personality. <laughs> um, yeah, I loved Ryan Gosling. I loved when he went to the real world. I felt empowered. Like, I know this is <laughs> ignorant, but I felt empowered when he went to the real world. And he's like, people respect me. I, I've done so much. And I was like, we have done so much. I created empires. I am with you on that, Nathan. I felt it too. When Kenny was getting powerful, I was like, oh, oh, I felt it coursing through my veins. <laughs> yeah, I felt so good. When he... And I liked the, uh, my favorite line of the movie was when he was explaining to the other kins about the real world. And he said, <laughs> he's like, and horses are just man extenders. <laughs> that was my favorite line of the movie. <laughs> um, yeah, I liked him. I liked Will Ferrell. Like, I mean, we all grew up on Will Ferrell movies, mm-hmm. like Elf, Talladega Nights. Um, and so to see him, Anchorman, oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. So to see him back in action and being actually funny, that was good to see him too. Um, I don't like y'all saying stuff like actually funny. Yeah. In good movies. He's out here. He's out here. <laughs> yeah. He just, he just. Wow. Maybe Will Ferrell, he's going to do his, he's a, he's always going to do his job. Maybe he needs a good writer. Like if he's written into a movie well, then. Can you name a bad movie that he's done? Okay, Sherlock and Sherlock and Well, that's not, that's not hard, but just I'm just saying, I'm just saying he's, he's out here. That's crazy. Uh, what about the the Mark Wahlberg movie with him? Which one? The other guy? Um, no, it's not the other guy. The other guy's was good. It was him okay. and Mark Wahlberg, like being a dad or something, a stepdad. Dave, come on. We don't we don't talk about that one. Yeah, right. <laughs> the first one, I think it was because he was in he was in both. Well, yeah. there was two of them. Yeah, I thought the first one was good, but yeah, that's second one. That wasn't good. All right, maybe he hasn't done perfect movies yet. Uh, you know, I'm I'm changing my score to a seven point five. I really, yeah, I actually like this movie. Uh, it's averaging like a like an eight. Pretty good. Yeah, nine, eight, 
So I would do the math. Is one of you? Um, I'm not doing the math. But <laughs> <laughs> that's that's pretty good. Um, I don't really have. Oh, go ahead. I have a question for the for y'all. Um, because the first maybe five minutes was excruciating for me. <laughs> and they capped it they capped it off by the worst joke ever when Ken said to Ken, I'll beat you off right now. And I looked over at Ariel, I was like, did he just say he's gonna beat him off? And then they said it again, and then they said it again and again. Beach. Beach, yeah. Yeah, I just they're saying beach. They're saying beach, but I was just so like <laughs> neurotic already about this this movie being bad. Yeah. Um I was it didn't make men look as stupid as I thought it was gonna. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty sympathetic to men. Yeah, it was. It, it was. was. Yeah, it looked pretty good. So yes. It said um men are also victims of the patriarchy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They taught us yeah. it is learned. <laughs> yeah. I like when at the end of the movie, um the Ken was saying, like, I don't know, we found out that the Kens don't have homes in Barbie Land. <laughs> never even thought about it. They never even thought about it. And I was like, yeah. oh, this is this is terrible. So, and, and the Barbies reformed their society because they realized that they had become an evil matriarchy. And like, we can be a matriarchy. We don't have to be an evil one, you know. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, we can all we can all come together and learn. It's true. I yeah, yeah. I also like. Um, or you can go. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I want to hear it. <laughs> um, I, I liked how Ken was, he wasn't that dumb, but he was dumb enough to where I was like, yeah. Like he, he was like, <laughs> he was a Chad. He was, I know Giga Chad has come out. He was the perfect Giga Chad character. And uh, in the very end when they tricked him and he was like, I don't know what we should do. Actually, let's go to war. I, yeah. <laughs> That's what men do. We go to war. I was like, "You're right, Ken. <laughs> Let's fight for no reason. I'm, be, I'm, I'm all for this. While they can, go, they can go to Congress. Let's let's have a fight. <laughs> let's throw things and break things. I loved it. I loved Ken the whole, except for the end when he was crying. I didn't like that part, but because um, men should cry. But uh, vulnerable, vulnerable Ken. That was yeah. It broke the illusion. Yeah, a little too far. Right, I got you. I got you. <laughs> I want to give Margot Robbie her flowers because I don't think it's appropriate to give praise to the Barbie movie and make it all about Ken. I know. I keep forgetting she's in it. I know. I thought she did. First of all, I thought she was perfectly cast. I questioned Ryan Gosling's casting, and I didn't know because I didn't know the vision. Mm-hmm. I I apologize to Mr. Gosling. I did not see the vision. But Margot, she did a great job as stereotypical Barbie. I feel like she understood and the writers understood that having the original Barbie be a skinny, blonde, white woman was slightly problematic, but not inherently problematic. It's impro- it's problematic because of white supremacy, not because there's something wrong with white women. And I think that she did a very good job of just being the character who she was. She loved being stereotypical Barbie. She loved that she wasn't a congresswoman or whatever, that she just drove around in her car and was, uh, you know, nice to people and stuff. I thought she did a really good job um, when she got to the real world. 
it was really a really nice moment when she told that old lady she was beautiful. That made me happy because I don't think that old women are told that they're beautiful as much as they should be. That was a really endearing moment for me. And so I just enjoyed the um, the pleasantness of her character going through a very standard hero's journey, but still making it interesting enough and being a, <laughs> a doll. <laughs> And yeah, so I, I thought that she did an excellent job by the end. I believed that she did want to be a human and she was all excited to go to the gynecologist, which is cool. It would be nice to be able to get excited to go to the gynecologist. That would be nice. <laughs> I would like to live in that world. <laughs> so shout out to Margo. She did great. I completely agree, Jasmine. Like she, for me, she, she did the movie. She was, she was it. Ken was okay. Um, I think Ken was okay to me because I am not a man and I did not come to the movie to see Ken act like white privilege all over the place. Um, personally, that's how I did not, you know, like I didn't want that. Um, but yeah, I was, um, I think Sasha really sold it we for me. We love the whites on this podcast. We do. Um, we had Samanti, shout out to him. He We adopted him whites. freshman year and he was in our wedding. He is my Caucasian son to forever and ever. And I tell people all the time that, um, yes, every time people look at my wedding pictures, like, yeah, and that's my son. I adopted him. So shout out to Samanti. We love you. Um, but yes, so for her, for Margot Robbie to be cast as that, Jasmine, I completely agree. There is no one else who could have done that, that I can just think of like right off the bat. Cause she like, she's just the epitome of playing a part like she can just live in that world like she did harley quinn like she makes that character truly come to life and her stepping out with the arch from the heel to the arch yeah was epic for me because <laughs> i as a child i i left my behind off when i saw that because as a child i remember <laughs> going to my mom's like why is her feet not flat like I, she <laughs> she cannot stand and i remember like trying to even take a match and like flatten her feet because my feet are flat and i was like I do not understand why she, crazy person. <laughs> she turned into weirdo Barbie, y'all. But like, she, her feet like sit like this. And I did not understand that. But she, you know, she's supposed to represent what women are looked at to be. And then the other Barbies are like extensions of what women can be. And a lot of times, some girls, they, um, I, I've had little girls tell me before, like doing volunteering and stuff. That's like, you know, I have seen you now I can be. And that's very, it's, it's hard to take, but it's also good because you're like, I'm glad that you see this because at home, there are some girls who don't see like women who are engineers or lawyers or very educated. And to see that helps them move forward. So I feel like this was a movie that really shouted out the women empowerment and where women are as a society and how we are treated in society, but without derailing, like men are also important, like they're kin enough. So I feel like it was just, <laughs> yes, yes, it was good. It was enough to like get it across and get the point across, but in a fun way. Like there was yeah. a guy at work who was talking about it. Um, and he was like, I went into it, not, not wanting to. And he was like, I came out like I'm being Ken and Barbie for <laughs> Halloween. This shout out to Yay. Chance because he does listen now. But yeah, so <laughs> really, really good stuff. Did y'all say I am Ken off after the movie? Like, did you walk around saying it as an affirmation? Like, yes, um, of course. Yeah, I have said it out loud once or twice. <laughs> and the song was stuck in my head during the drive back. That album is good. The whole soundtrack is. 
it's yeah. annoyingly good. There's that. The Lizzo. Um, God, that's oh. what I was going to say. Do we talk about the Lizzo thing? <laughs> Pink. <laughs> now, there's also some, we won't tear into anymore, uh, but there's some stuff going on with Lizzo um, in the news. If you look like you're familiar. But essentially, just a bad, uh, just a toxic work environment in some ways uh, that's being alleged. When I heard her her song in the, uh, when we heard the song, I was like, is that Lizzo? Oh, she's in trouble. <laughs> she, better, she better sing her butt off because it's the last gig she's going to get for a long time. The song was pretty good, though. It was. It was. Yeah. It was very girly. Uh, they had all the, all the, uh, we don't have the. Because I know um, uh, Eyelash Girl, uh, B- Billie Eilish, she mm-hmm. had a song in there. Damn. Yeah. What am I made for? Uh, Dua Lipa? Is that how you Dua say Dua Lipa had a song. Mm-hmm. The yeah. Mermaid, right? right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was the mermaid. Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj and um, Spice. Ice. Spice. Yeah. Ice Spice. Ice Spice. <laughs> I thought bring her up. Something for tears. Yeah. A gym. <laughs> Terrence. I think Terrence is a nice spice fan. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's canon now, so sorry, Terrence, if you're not. You're going to have to come on in the podcast and defend yourself. There's no defending. He's a nice spice fan. <laughs> we are all munches. I like the Princess Diana song. I would say, I kind of like Ice Spice. Yeah. Like I don't, you, you know, I don't take it too far, but I kind of like Ice Spice. Thank you. Yeah, nothing I wrong think, with it. Uh, yeah, but yeah, as long as you don't call yourself, would you call yourself Ace? <laughs> a munch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that might be taking it too far. It's, it's either a munch or you're a, a spice cabinet. I think that's what they say. Like you're, I don't you're think... in a spice cabinet. I think a munch is better. So that's. Yeah. I, I like when Ice Spice when she, when she first came out. And all the radio hosts were trying to flirt with her, and they're like, "Well, I'm a munch too," but she's like 19 years old. She's not 19, bro. <laughs> she's not 19. That's no, I think she's like, I think she's like 24. Oh, she's 24. Okay. Bruh. I thought she was like freshly 18, and these anyway. radio hosts were like, "I'm a munch too." It's a lot of a lot of fake news with Ice Spice. She's she's an up and comer. You know, I support that because. You know, the the music industry is a crazy place. It's a crazy place. So the fact that she, although it is, you know, argue, it's just SoundCloud music, it's just TikTok rap, you know, she's making a name for herself. And that's a lot we can say, you know, so. <clears throat> wrong with Shout out Ice Spice, you know, I know she listens to the party. <laughs> um, I, I, sorry, I stepped out for a little bit. Um, is, is that everything about, about Barbie? Yeah, I'm interested to hear Nathan's opinions on Oppenheimer. Yeah, and, um, I guess now getting into it, you can't really talk about, I guess now, Oppenheimer without talking about Barbie. Um, the mm-hmm. whole Barbenheimer uh, cultural event. Um, yeah. I've never seen anything like that before. Two dynamically different movies, um, but they, two legends can coexist, we saw. Uh, <laughs> Warner Brothers purposely wanted Barbie to come out on the same day as Oppenheimer because they were upset that Christopher Nolan went Universal Pictures. Um, and then it backfired. So they, they they, yeah, yeah, they were trying they to made make a billion dollars. Yeah, it backfired. <laughs> <laughs> Big time. 
I, um, I, I'm also fascinated with the Barbenheimer as a phenomenon. And I think, especially if we talk about they clone Tyrone and if y'all talk about talk to me, um, I was just listening to an episode of a podcast when I think Nathan brought up that y'all reviewed like four sequels or remakes, like in the same episode. And so I think <laughs> Barbie Oppenheimer, they clone Tyrone talk to me were all original ideas, uh, oh. original IPs. Yeah. So kind yeah. of, it's for the first time in a while because the last time I was on, Y'all reviewed the 10th Fast and Furious movie, um, <laughs> Spider-Man, Spider which is like the probably sixth or seventh mm -hmm. Spider-Man that's been in theaters. Um, and Guardians 3. And then Guardian, yeah, <laughs> Guardians 3, which is the third installment in the MCU, which is, you know, got 30 movies that 20 of them could all be the same movie with different faces. So thank you. Yeah, having two, you're welcome. <laughs> you're very welcome. <laughs> two completely unique ideas. And although, you know, Barbenheimer or Oppenheimer is a real person and Barbie is a doll that has been in IP for much longer than this movie. They were two original screenplays. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought uh, Oppenheimer, score-wise, I, I gave Barbie an eight. Oppenheimer, I think an also an eight. I might bump Barbie up to an eight and a half, but they were, I think, comparable. Um Killian Murphy, I think that's the the correct way to say it because he's he's very much he says he's Irish, so uh, mm -hmm. he has a specific pronunciation with his name. Killian Murphy, I think, did an excellent job um, playing Oppenheimer. I think just uh, he had a permanent. It's not really like a sad face, but like a, <laughs> a disgruntled face he had at the entire movie. That I just thought was great. Um, also, they were just name dropping all of these scientists uh, like <laughs> they were Avengers cameos, uh, <laughs> like. <laughs> They they mentioned Heisenberg and then like we see Heisenberg like turn around to introduce himself. Um, <laughs> if you were a physicist or a chemist, uh, this was your end game or something like that. Uh, Justin, there are videos TikToks out there of when <laughs> when Einstein showed up on screen when he turned around, people were cheering in the theater. <laughs> like Spider Man in the MCU mm -hmm. <laughs> or Daredevil. When I saw Daredevil and. No way home. Anyway, carry on. But, yeah, but you like Barbie more? I think I, from just an enjoyment perspective, Barbie was more entertaining than Oppenheimer. Um, I think the the Oppenheimer movie, it's not even really a story because it happened. I, I just because I guess I'm not super familiar with that part of history that was really interesting. Um, so that was, that's what it did for me. But yeah, I think Barbie was more entertaining, like just as far as a movie goes. I would give Oppenheimer uh, a 10 out of 10. What? Oh, wow. This is yeah, the first yeah. I'm here ten. for this. Oh, yeah. I've been saying this whole time. Yeah. 10 out of 10. Really? Mm -hmm. And now you say I, that I there's no, I don't, I can't think of any like negative. Lawrence Pugh. What about her? All she did was have sex and die. You can't she do this to Florence Pugh. She's doing her job. She's okay. working. She working. <laughs> She's um, an Oscar-nominated actress. I was just impressed <laughs> on how <laughs> they were able to take this three-hour-long biopic and they just made it, um, made it entertaining. It didn't even feel like three hours to me. I was entertained throughout the whole movie. Really? Mm -hmm. I, I was looking forward. I, I bought into the hype, I think, with all the movies this summer. Um, I was expecting a 10 out of 10, uh, but I, I think I'm going to cap it at, at an 8. 
I just can't figure out what I, I didn't really like. There's nothing, it's a good movie. I would recommend anyone to see it, but I, I don't know about a perfect, but I'm, I'm impressed. Uh, it's on the podcast, a live one. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think this is definitely Christopher Nolan's objectively. I think it's his best movie. I uh, like the Dark Knight. Christopher Nolan. <gasps> I like the Dark Knight more, but objectively, oh, I think Oppenheimer uh, is his best oh. movie. Oh my gosh. Okay. Wow. Wow. I'm learning new things today. <laughs> just the just the sound alone. The music itself was like a character in the movie, the way they used it. The I will give you that. Um, I purposely wanted to watch it in the nice screening that had the fancy speakers all throughout because I knew his soundtrack was gonna be bopping. And it was. Our whole seat was vibrating. It was wild. <laughs> it was too much, actually. <laughs> Um, what would you give it, Jasmine? Okay, I have to cap it because I gave Barbie an eight. I can't give it higher than an eight, so I give it a seven point five. I think there were forty to fifty minutes of the movie that could have been completely eliminated, and if anything, made the movie better. Um, we'll get into the specifics of why I think that ten is a sacrilege, and to say that this is objectively better than The Dark Knight is crazy. Although, when I take into consideration the the sound the sound mixing that mm-hmm. does give it a lot of points for me i will give you credit for that that is wild all right a bunch of dudes sitting around in the classroom talking about communism halfway nah, that was, that did not do it for me okay <laughs> for 20 minutes um so i give it a very strong 7.5 um probably the best 7.5 i'll ever see however the last 45 minutes of oppenheimer is some of the best cinema i've seen in like five years I was hooked on whatever this little retrace your steps. What is that man? Uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s character trying Strong, to figure yeah. out what he, yeah. Strauss, Strauss, yeah. trying to, I was like, wait a minute. What did he say to that person? When, when his kind of that part of the story, um, that was much more interesting than all the time they spent in the, the boardroom where he was getting his clearance um, reviewed. Mm-hmm. That whole thing could have been cut for me. Whole thing could have been cut. Florence Pugh's entire character could have been cut easily. Uh, even, what's my girl? Um, John Krasinski's wife. That is so sexist of me to say. I'm really sorry. Emily Blunt. <laughs> Emily Blunt. <laughs> Emily Blunt's entire character also could have been cut. I know it's a biopic, but she didn't do anything in the movie. Get her out of there. So. I didn't cut these people out of a biopic. What did they do? Uh. He's married. Cool. We, that's how, that's how, part of his story. How was supposed to know Oppenheimer the city boy? Y'all could have just said <laughs> so. First of all, and we don't circle back to that. I don't believe he was a city boy. No, nah, he is a city I boy think, out here. I think he probably like stole somebody's wife at some point or something like that. And I think that the men who were telling the stories of history at that time saw it as such an accomplishment that it became myth- no, mythalized no. and, and the, turned they, into they made the Adam bomb, a woman and that was the accomplishment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, nah. Nah. In the book, nah. um, American, what's, what's the god's name? Prometheus. Prometheus, yes. In the book that this is based off of, um, he, his research, all of Oppenheimer's secretaries, uh, all their little doodles and notes about him, basically they're all in love with him. He was so handsome. I don't care. Because he had money. Because it, it's easy. If you have money, in, if you have money in 1920, you get, then you're handsome. I don't believe it. Okay. Ants were so high. <laughs> the pants were so high all right those women had if they had other options i bet you he would not have been as handsome anywho 
two characters and 45 minutes could have been cut out of that movie. So I cannot give it higher than an eight. Um, am I just giving a score? Should I? Uh, yeah, just score. No. So that's my score. Um, Nathan and Ariel, we're going to save y'all for last because I see Nathan literally choking himself <laughs> over there. Um, <laughs> Asian? Um, yeah, I, I'd probably give it probably like an eight. That's, I'm cool with an eight. Uh, yeah, my only thing about it, I just, I felt it was a little long. I think they could have probably cut some some scenes out. Just just some of the back and forth scenes. All in all, it was great acting, uh, great casting. I think um, like even some people that I haven't even seen in like on on movies or television were in this movie. Like the Alex from the Naked Brothers Band, he was in this movie, <laughs> and I was just like, I was, I was, I was, I was proud of that. Uh, Josh Peck, yeah, Josh Peck, uh, uh, Will from Sky High. Who, wow. you know, yeah and you know the, the crazy thing is is like they've been talking about making this sky high too they can't do it that man is a grown-ass man now. <laughs> <laughs> he truly a grown man can't have him in a, a movie called sky high he could be the he could be the gym coach <laughs> Come back. back in my day type guy yeah mm-hmm. um but yeah it was it was a really good movie uh the 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 sound effects were great i do think so the only reason is that i i thought this was just a little long is because discovery had a series the genius series where they take one person and basically do what oppenheimer was and just make like throw a lot of money and and cinematography at it and 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 tell someone's life story and so they did that with Einstein and Picasso. And I thought those were really good. Um, and I guess maybe if Oppenheimer was a TV show, I probably would have liked it. You know, if they split that up and dug more into the his hearings and into the Los Alamos, all of that, and kind of uh, went more in depth, I think I probably would have like that but i mean all in all you know i know you can't really do that and some would argue that that might make it less good because you know it's a tv show but yeah i thought it was really good just a little long for me now we did watch um both of them in the same day back to back so true us being in the theater for two hours already you think that might have affected it uh yes but my and that's a good point i think it would have if i had seen it on a normal day one by itself i don't think i would have that opinion but because of meme culture and because of just the way it works, I have to, you know, and you see both in the same day, that's the pros and the cons, you know, yeah, I know. the movie <laughs> plays on itself mm-hmm. that, you know, they didn't, and you know, the worst part is, is that I don't think they necessarily marketed the movie for you to go see both, no. No. but you know, culture, social actually, culture actually, said that we had to. Um, Barbie's Twitter account did. Oh, once. you see? Okay. Yeah. Well then, yeah. Oh, yeah. but <laughs> they had to take it down, of course, because um, Barbie Japan said, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> um, so, oh, damn. So officially, they kind of did, but then they immediately retract. Okay. Yeah, retract. Okay. Was, uh, okay. Well, what are you going to say? No, no. I was going to reference a meme. Um, I, I didn't play the second God of War, but there's like the where Kratos and uh, 
I guess Thor, they throw the hammer and they, and they axe at each other. Yes. One side's Barbie, the other's Oppenheimer. It's like my my product debuted in Japan, um, which I guess both of them did. <laughs> Good. Uh, my yeah. product first launched in Japan. Yeah. Yeah. That. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, I, it's probably because we saw both in the same day. Yeah. Um, Evil seats can only do so much. Yeah, I think. Uh, I guess side note on what I thought about the movie, you know, there was a big debate on which one do you see first was like Barbie Mm -hmm. or Oppenheimer. And originally I thought you see Oppenheimer first. And I think we both, we all kind of thought about this. We like, you see Oppenheimer first, then Barbie. Cause you know, you want to get that, that, uh, that I nice. was always a Barbie than Oppenheimer fan. Oh, that's Jad to me. Wanted, yeah. Jad Oppenheimer. Me and you were on the same page. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause you know, you do something serious to like lighthearted. And then, you know, you drive home and your conscience right. is it's know, clear. clear. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, but, and I, I think we also had that same opinion. It was like the way that Oppenheimer ended was not what I think we expected no. to be the mm-hmm. second part of the movie. So it actually kind of worked out. Yeah, I'm glad we saw it in the order we did at the end of the day. Yeah. So. Ariel, what do you uh, what were your opinions on Oppenheimer? Wait, before Ace, what's your score? And also, oh. uh, eight, 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 yeah. Huh. My bad. So, Ariel, you were gonna say Ariel? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, my score overall. Um, six and a half. Yeah, but that's well. I I can't say that's an honest number because one, I don't have like the historical context. You know, like I'm not invested in Oppenheimer. Not really super knowledgeable about all the you know information in that time period. But if, if there wasn't any bomb, like the thing you were going in to see, which is the bomb scene, it was silent for like 80 percent of it oh, yeah. and then there was no footage of like its impact on hiroshima um 50 i feel like a good 20 minutes of the movie was just him staring into no. this- <laughs> <laughs> i know every i know this man's face like it's seared into mm-hmm. my brain now um yeah and and in the document so there's a documentary to end all war or something like that and his his like mistress, she gets like one sentence. Like they made a whole like story out of, you know, what's the what's the actor, actress's name? Doesn't Florence um, Pugh. Yeah, she she got a whole like, a whole like fifty, you know, twenty minutes in the movie, but in the documentary they barely mention her. Like the actual documentary about his wife, mm-hmm. she doesn't that much shine. And they were like, and he slept with a woman, you know, and then they like go to the next. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that was, you know, extra. Oh, yeah, I feel like it was kind of stretched out. Like it was, I don't know. I feel like they just, I don't know, stretched it out. Like both like story-wise and time-wise, it doesn't need to be three hours. Um, yeah, it, it, yeah. I mean, it was the the end when it like Iron the Iron Man guy. Um, what's the name? Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> Robert uh, Downey Jr. Downey Jr. Let's say Robert De Niro when <laughs> when he was um. When he started like saying, like, "Oh, they they can't find out," da, 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 you know that was that was starting to get interesting, you know. But I didn't have much historical context going into it, and it didn't give the bomb 
seem like you were expecting the sound was good so, you know we were like because you like when you're in the theater and you hear like another theater like rumbling and like what are they watching we were that theater that day you know so <laughs> we're the we're the loud rumbling uh theater today so that was, it was pretty good sound was good but it just wasn't giving like you know i, I mean sounds bad i wanted destruction you know what i mean <laughs> i wanted like <laughs> i wanted like like you know real impact but it didn't it was just silent and they were just looking through the little windows so i was like oh okay this is what we get okay i stand with my queen (laughs) (laughs) same same exact score 6.5 i might i might drop it a little lower honestly i was i was livid in (laughs) i was livid because well like the build up to the bomb i i went for the bomb because mm-hmm. the, the way i it was wait, marketed to me wait, wait which which bomb which dropping i want the way it was marketed was hey christopher nolan did a, a bomb movie with no cgi right so i was like oh this is probably like i thought that was the point i'm going to see the spec the spectacle that only christopher nolan can pull off it's going to be the coolest bomb ever and uh it was like it was like a minute of the movie. Um, so maybe I should have just been a little more open-minded. Maybe. Uh, yeah, I was excited I, I, to, oh, no, I'm sorry, go ahead, no, finish. I was excited to see Los Alamos because um, Cortland, he, he had an internship at Los Alamos. And then um, there was also that Bob Lazar um, whole thing that happened where apparently they, they like work on alien spaceships there. So um, I was like, oh, cool. I get to see a little more about the history of Los Alamos. But uh, Allegedly. All right. Allegedly, they work on aliens. You're trying to get me fired. (laughs) (laughs) My bad. My bad. bad. Uh, So let me get into the brass tacks of this. So the first, okay, first hour of the movie. Hold on. Let me say why I like the movie. Or a few things before you start tearing it apart. Oh, well, I did hear that complaint a lot about the bomb. Um, I guess people were expecting more action, but was, they weren't led to believe it was just a biopic. Um, as for showing the bombs in Japan, most of the movie, except for Strauss, Strauss scenes, were all from Oppenheimer's point of view. And I don't think we Americans or America at all have the right to, you know, show what happened. I think that needs the victims need to show their story, what happened over there. So I'm glad they didn't show it. I think they, that was smart for them to show the reactions on the scientist side. Um, I thought that was smart. Okay. You said something that, about force. That is a good point. Very good point yeah. Because if if I went to like Saudi Arabia and they they had a a Bin Laden movie that <laughs> they came out and they showed they did like a reenactment of the, the twin towers or something I, I don't think america would like that very much um, yeah i don't uh, think i would like that yeah. very much if, no <laughs> if saudi yeah if saudi arabia did a yeah okay so you make a good point you make a good point Zay. we do not have the right for, uh, i was in there for our, for our saudi listener our lone saudi listener uh, we know you all do not venerate bin laden (laughs) (laughs) yeah well they don't but i mean also like 
80 years from now, that that's another weird thing. Like <laughs> this happened 80 years ago and now we're Oppenheimer gets this whole documentary or this whole like Christopher Nolan film. I feel like Christopher Nolan can make movies about other people, but I don't know. He but chose New Jersey and the rafters. You said New Jersey rappers. No, I said they're putting that Jersey in the rafters. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, but I think yeah, the beginning there was they were just name dropping the science like Bohr. I remember hearing Bohr, Heisenberg, and then you know what annoyed me was when Oppenheimer was like in the classroom and he was like, "We'll make a bomb and we'll get the uranium and what the right." There was that dude in the back of the of the class and he was like, "What if you made it with hydrogen?" And he just kept saying it and i was like okay we get it yeah we get it is this going to be the sequel or are we going to get it really a into hydrogen he was the hydrogen bomb guy the whole time the whole time like okay, we get it he makes he's it's foreshadowing he makes the h-bomb but goodness gracious he that he must have said that at least like four or five times he's like i don't know why you don't do the hydrogen we can pull it off <laughs> like, yeah dude Oh. After the bomb dropped, after they bombed two cities with an atomic bomb, he was like, like "Are you going to work on the hydrogen bombs?" <laughs> <laughs> like, golly. <laughs> looking looking back on it, I think like we at least for me, like when you hear "Oh, Oppenheimer, atomic bomb," we think of like I thought of him like him in the lab, like doing the science, but it was really like dozens, hundreds of people even like really making the bomb, and he's just like the director. Like to me, I, he, he's not really like pouring the chemicals or doing the math. He's he's literally telling other people, yeah, go run those numbers. Uh, <laughs> I guess he just puts it all together. Um, yeah. So that was kind of kind of eye opening for me because like he's they, they call him literally the father of the the bomb, but he didn't even think that to, to even start doing an atomic bomb. He just he's just the guy that you know taped it together or whatever. Uh, and that's a very <laughs> I'm sure he did more than that, but from the movie, that's what it looked like. Oh, 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 speaking of taping it together, did y'all notice when they were putting it together, they they were just picking up the stuff yeah. with their bare hands? <laughs> just <laughs> I was just, like, can, can we put some gloves on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hey. In the race to beat the Nazis, they had no time. <laughs> like, had that's like radioactive. A, <laughs> <laughs> like sunglasses on and like an apron, like just like a cafeteria apron. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bomb's done. Let's let's <laughs> turn it on. Also, uh, I I didn't read the books. So I'm sure they probably get into it a little bit more. Um, I I bought into the meme culture where you know there's the guy with his hands on his head and is like Oppenheimer made a bomb that blows stuff up and he's surprised it blew stuff up. But I didn't really get the sense of like he was like super depressed about it. I mean, there's the one scene where like the scientists are getting like cooked. Um, and then like he steps in like those bones, but he seemed to really like dive into being, you know, the, the atomic bomb guy for a guy who, again, I have no idea whether he actually felt depressed about it or not, but he's really laying into it. I felt like he, he yeah, that, that was on purpose. He flips his morals whenever it suits him. Okay. Um, <laughs> like Ariel said, he kept making that blank face. Anytime <laughs> someone tried to ask Oppenheimer's definitive opinion on anything, you just stare at them. <laughs> <laughs> I think even in the movie, they say, um, what did they say? They say, what does the J stand for? Mm-hmm. And nothing, yeah, apparently. Yeah, that was the, talking about him himself, how he's just, you know, wishy-washy about everything. Mm. Yeah, also, okay. okay. I didn't know that that was like a documented character trait of his. I did think that it was 
like I was taking that as informative and I was like oh he really like he really doesn't know how to feel like he's just a little bit wistful but he also felt compelled to do this because the country was at war and so I was like oh you know oh he just doesn't know how to feel what to do with his genius but um it sounds like the more knowledgeable people will understand that that's actually like his personality is a wishy-washy person oh, yes yes his ego which is why i don't believe that he was getting panties like that i don't, I don't know why you saw it, it was the hat also uh those scientist guys like kept a grudge like they played the whatever the hearing scene was like they were sending the visible material <laughs> And he's like, right. well, you could send a, a sandwich to make an atomic bomb. And like, he looks over his shoulder at Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> <laughs> like that. No, he didn't, he didn't look at him. He asked his lawyer to look back. <laughs> yeah, but like just that. And he took it so personally. Um, <laughs> he took it so personally. <laughs> he had never been embarrassed that way. I was, that was surprising to me. That they, yeah, I guess it is, y'all. This is a bunch of people who are like super duper smart and super talented but also their egos are also gigantic. Yes, egos mm-hmm. and their um, masculinity. Same like when that, in the beginning of the movie, when Oppenheimer's professor embarrassed him and made him stay in class. He, he, he tried to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> you know? yeah, you um, so yeah, that's basically what Strauss did to Oppenheimer. One-sided, oh. one-sided war. <laughs> oh, yeah. I did like that, uh, Chapin said at the end, the 40 minutes, we thought it was a back and forth between Oppenheimer and Strauss, but it was all just Strauss sure. Oppenheimer. He didn't even. He didn't even know. Didn't even know or care about him. <laughs> I like that they incorporated people who are that smart. I think part of like what makes them part of their self esteem is feeling like they're the smartest person mm-hmm. in the room at all times. And there were so many characters who probably in every other room in their life are the smartest person in the room, and then you mm-hmm. put them all in the same room, and it just destabilizes everything. I like yeah. that dynamic a lot. That, I think that's they were implying that's why I continued to make work on the bomb after Germany. Um, has surrendered. The scientists were like, "Okay, we don't have to finish this anymore." Um, I think his ego—he wanted to finish it because he wanted he someone's going to make it eventually. He wanted to be the one to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, for the actual testing bomb, I know Ariel, you said you didn't like it because it was all quiet and stuff. I, I liked I liked his artistic choice. Um, it was a, the music was really loud before it happened. You can barely hear people talking mm-hmm. i don't know if that was just our theater but then once it happened it all just stopped yeah um i like that i, I, I thought it was real nice i would like to hear your definitive argument for what makes this a better movie than the dark knight which for the entire time that i've known you has been your goat movie um they're not gonna be my favorite movie but it has its flaws i don't think this movie well, name them um <laughs> a two faces arc they don't they could have did that better yeah, I don't like him showing up in the last act like that. Okay. Um, Joker's plans. A lot of the uh, stuff make no sense about him being in that. I don't. I'm not gonna. This, this is not about the dark. <laughs> right? Okay. Still Did you favorite. like it more than Dunkirk? I didn't watch Dunkirk. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. But Inception. Yeah, I like it's more Inception. Wow. How about Interstellar? Uh, yes, I like this for Interstellar. I'm not crazy about Interstellar. How about Tenet? <laughs> I don't even know why you bring Tenet up. Oh, no! <laughs> Momento, I would say, might be up there yeah, for his films. I know, this is hard. Yeah, I, I find it... It's like Schindler's List. I think Schindler's List is a perfect movie. 
I do too. I don't think this is on the same level as Schindler's List. I, I, I do. I don't lean in. I have a hard time with biopics. So I have a large problem with the pacing of this movie, as I already mentioned. So much of this could have been eliminated. I think the story of his life is probably extremely compelling. The movie, goodness gracious, y'all, get me out of this room with the whiteboard and I, get me out of here, okay? Um, I didn't have any problems with the portrayal of the bomb. I thought it was, I actually, I, I felt it was pretty impactful. I liked when the, the room was roaring and it kind of, the audio switched between like roars of applause to screams of terror. and it was just so bright and frantic and people were excited but people were also like horrified all like in the same frame and you couldn't um extricate one from the other Mm. i was i thought it was like just a very good uh i thought i thought that was extremely well done for that like four or five minutes of screen time was about as impactful as you could be without actually getting into the violence and the repercussions particularly for the victims i never thought of it the perspective that we probably shouldn't be speaking for the victims like christopher nolan probably didn't want to take that on so i think that what he did do was an excellent substitute but um and i liked the the kind of backyard science of it all once it actually like got out and started blowing things up on a small scale that was interesting for me i think because i uh, am a scientist by profession so i enjoyed I enjoyed that because that's how it happens. You know, you do small rinky dink stuff and then you write a bunch of equations and you just kind of cross your fingers that it works. So I I enjoyed that. Um, I would not put this above the Dark Knight. I did not find the characters compelling. I thought that Robert Downey Jr.'s character, very compelling. Um, Oppenheimer, very compelling. I think Killian Murphy should get an Oscar. I don't know who's going to beat him. Um, outside of that, we was just filling the room here. It was just, it was just random folk as far as I'm concerned beyond that. You had Hydrogen Bomb Guy. You had the president from Scandal. You had two white women. Uh, the general. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, Mark Matt Damon. Wal- Matt Damon? Yeah. I liked him a lot as well. I didn't like him a lot, but I liked him significantly more than anybody else in the movie. Like, you know, you just, eh, eh. I didn't, nobody had the arc. Um, I love from the dark night i know i'm bringing that kind of into this for no reason besides that i'm just so shocked but um i really enjoyed the joker's madness which you can do in like a fictional fantasy version and wouldn't have worked so much in this movie but um yeah the the characters beyond the main two characters the characters didn't really grip me um i thought that the story i think that they started either they started too far back in his past or they spent a little bit too much time in his like young adulthood. I think they could have sped, sped through that part a little bit more to get to the, um, the actual wartime. They spent a little bit too much time prior to like the immediate wartime for me personally. Yeah. yeah. That's what I was kind of saying. I could see this being a really good TV show and they could mm-hmm. split up all these sections of his life that they kind of, we're forced to, I mean, you're telling someone's life and you know, you only yeah. have a certain amount of time to do it. So like a, a lot is going to have to be rushed or left out. And that's why I thought a like a TV show would have been great. Cause they could have just spent a couple episodes just getting deep into why he would want to poison a person at such yeah. a young age. That's, yeah. 
brother, that's a problem. Because <laughs> he wanted you to go to lab? <laughs> yeah. Like, because yeah. you're, you're 19 years old and you're in college and you yeah. need to go to lab? <laughs> I, I, need, I need to know. I need to know. <laughs> um, but yeah, everything he said is true. I thought it was interesting. Like, uh, it, I didn't catch on until maybe, like, the fact that he, I thought he was going to be portrayed as a hero of this movie, but they didn't, mm-hmm. That wasn't what the movie was to sh- made to show. Because at that point when he, like, he doesn't sell his baby, but he, like, gives his baby away. Like, he doesn't give mm-hmm. his baby away. He just give basically that baby says, away. like... But, uh, <laughs> he, <laughs> his wife tries, offers up the baby, basically. So yeah. Keep yeah. And he said, she's just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, and at that point when he's like, we're not good people. I was like, oh, they're not good people. <laughs> people. That's why he poisoned it. That's why he tried to poison his professor. That's why he's <laughs> cheating. And that's why he's uh making a bomb. And that's why he's, you know, like his has such a fragile ego and stuff. I was like, oh, okay. This they're not trying to paint a hero. They're trying to this isn't like a propaganda movie. It's just a it's a biopic. So yeah. that that took me a while to know that. Maybe I'm just slow. Maybe that's why I don't like this movie. Maybe I'm just slow. But uh one one thing I do like when I go to movies is I like to look at the the demographic of the theater, and did y'all know it? Well, here in Huntsville, it's like Engineer City, so our the our Oppenheimer theater was just a bunch of d- just dirty like dudes <laughs> with like stains on their polos, <laughs> like just got just got out of physics class or just got out of their like engineering job. Oh man. And then the Barbie movie, completely different. It was girls dressed in pink. Like Ariel was in the lobby of the theater, like, wow, I love her outfit. <laughs> right. And uh, and then it was like dudes who were like dragged behind their, their girlfriends and their wives and stuff. But uh were y'all's theaters like a similar makeup yeah, actually people? yes someone sitting next to us was also laughing at all like the physics jokes and stuff right so the person sitting next That's to me crazy. yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> he <laughs> was <laughs> having himself a good old time <laughs> behind these physics jokes yeah and they were naming um scientists and he's like, oh, oh yeah he's yes <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay like like that was an old friend of his yeah, so okay. like, oh, yeah, I didn't okay. expect to see heisenberg, heisenberg here <laughs> oh. um i i didn't see it but it's funny because I live in that world. Like as a, a student at doing a PhD, you'll my my advisors get excited about authors of books and um <laughs> scientists. And when you mention them, because when you're when you're if for those who've been in a PhD class, you speak by saying so and so said, and then you make your statement. So you cite as you're speaking. And when you do it, your advisors go, Whoa, very good. if they're not the smartest person in the room they will find a way to like knock you like I've been in classes I will not say where I go to school but I have been in classes where if you say something and it's more intelligent than what the professor says he purposely strikes at something that you would not know just to make you feel stupid so um (laughs) yeah that this movie that's I'm glad I didn't see it because I would have been mad the whole time. They're like, so and so did that to me a couple of weeks ago. So uh yeah, that's yeah, very, was, very real. There was definitely a lot of that in the movie, like uh people trying to outsmart one another. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. When we left Barbie, we were like, now what's the chances that we see a single woman in Oppenheimer? 
And I actually thought that they did a good job of not fictionalizing how many women were involved, but they just highlighted, I think, one or two particular um, female scientists. Yeah, it was like, like three. Yeah, it was like three of them. And, uh, you know, one of them had like a decent amount of speaking lines. And I was like, okay. They're like, it was almost a nod as if to say, we know that women were here during this time. None of them were really invited to work on this project. But if they were, they would have been important too. And then, and then kept it pushing, which I appreciated. Wasn't one of the only women, like, it was like, he's like, I need my wife to be here. So she's going to be the secretary. I don't care what you say. Right. Wasn't that like the only way they got? That was one, that was one guy. And then later during the development of the bomb, a woman showed up and Oppenheimer asked her to like take notes. And she was like, yeah, they didn't teach me how to do that at Harvard. And he was like, oh, my bad girl, you can get on the, you can get on the program. She's like a chemist or something. Yes. But it was very, it was like super brief. And, you know, it demonstrated mansplaining and all that stuff um, very quickly while getting back to the story. I've also had a professor that it's always the woman in class taking notes. So, And anytime I'm asked, I'm like, no, I'm okay. No, yeah, I don't take notes. I also, I work with several PhDs and they believe that because my engineering degree is a Bachelor of Engineering, that that is somehow inferior they talk to me like I am a stupid person every once in a while. And I, I've had to embarrass one. I've had to embarrass people once or twice and they don't try me anymore. So I'm like, why would, <laughs> why would you, why would you do that? <laughs> now we all have to have a bad day. So it was, um, it was nice, rewarding to see, you know, women, women are scientists too, but while still being true to the time. They be getting on my nerves. Some doggone PhD folk, they be getting on my last nerve. <laughs> yeah, I will say, uh, you were you were talking about that um like classroom scene where it was they were like juxtaposing the excitement of the completion of this bomb with like mm-hmm. the terror you know that it inflicted on the people in Japan, like mm-hmm. putting those two scenes like together in one and it was a really a, it was a good good uh a good way to portray it I guess um and then I feel like that was one of the only moments in the movie or I guess the the most I guess significant one in the movie where he kind of like realized oh crap I'm doing a bad thing or like Mm -hmm. oh like this is not you know this is not a good you know project that we're on so that was Mm -hmm. that was pretty good but I will say like for the first like half hour of the movie all I could think of was Peaky Blinders like <laughs> that's, like, that's all I saw was and I was like no Oppenheimer so, yeah I, keep doing that. I, I guess going back to you not liking the side characters developments and stuff mm-hmm. I guess I don't care about that because it's a biopic about Oppenheimer and I so I only care um, as long as he was good that was fine that care. And he gave a heck of a performance yeah. from young man to old man. I believed mm-hmm. every minute of it. Mm-hmm. I did believe every minute of it. To Ace's point, I'm starting to think for me that big screen movie is just not the format that I want to see a biopic. Because mm-hmm. I'm I want I want I want certain pieces present and I want them to work together for a big screen movie. But he delivered. Killian Murphy, that man delivered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Start to finish. Yeah, I just think he did a really good job turning a biopic 
into a, a summer blockbuster. I, I think I disagree. I like, I think it was a good movie, but I, I don't know. It didn't elevate it above. I think it, I think it could have been, I think that it could have either been a better biopic in TV form or a better movie without the biopic. No, I would not watch a TV of this TV show of this. I would. I think it'd be interesting. Mm. That'd be too long. I mean, I, I, if it were in like forty-five minutes, like a four-piece forty-five minute thing, I think I'd be interested in that. I'd be. I think that could deliver what I was looking for more so. But they still, they still did a good job. Um, Killian's performance was superb, and I like, I like, I, I was a fan of how they uh, did the bomb. And I really and I supremely enjoyed the last 45 minutes where I had to put all the pieces together in my brain and go back and forth between what I had seen. I didn't realize that um, when they were showing it in black and white, it was from Strauss's perspective. Mm -hmm. And when they're showing it in color, it was from Oppenheimer's perspective. I didn't realize that until you said it when we left the movie. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I thought that was a nice little touch too. Just, I did appreciate the way that it made me think about what I had seen. But it didn't, I feel like the main conflict of the movie, interestingly enough, was not, you know, wartime, is it ethical to drop an atomic bomb on people? I yeah, think the main conflict, you, you agree? Oh, yeah. yeah I, I'm sorry. I definitely agree. And they were going to drop that bomb on you, in my opinion. They was gone. <laughs> Bombs was going to be dropped. I thought, I felt the main conflict of the movie was um, between the various power basically oh boy strauss and, and mm -hmm. so yeah i liked it a lot I, I didn't like it more than barbie i i liked robert downey jr i guess in like kind of a villain role yeah um, I, and again it, he kind of looked like i i always see him as iron man it's impossible now not to um but just seeing him kind of be like even more of a jerk than tony stark i thought that was thought that was cool <laughs> To say, I thought Iron Man was the villain. Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> never struck, he never struck me as, oh, he can save me. He might die in the process. True. So he does save you if he feels like a type of guy, you know? <laughs> Just another Monday, right? Like all, the, <laughs> like, all like Marvel. <laughs> Marvel heroes. Doesn't Tony Stark make weapons? That's his whole thing. Yeah. Stark Industries. That's his origin story. He's a reformed <laughs> weapons monger. He's reformed in that grave now, six feet under. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Vicious. Yeah. So um if we're if we're done with Oppenheimer, I, I have just like a fun question for us. Um, so Ariel and I, we went to today after, after church, we went to this, like our church is kind of in the hood. And so there's this place called meteor buffet that we always see when we're driving away and, um, it's always full of cars. So we were like, let's, let's just go in there and see what is going on <laughs> in meteor buffet, like right next to the projects. Like what, what is this place like? And it was a, uh, it was not what we expected. It was like a, it was a Chinese buffet. Mm -hmm. Yet yeah, everyone here has probably been to a Chinese buffet where, yeah, China, just classic Chinese buffet, but it was the after church crowd. So 
but we're in Alabama. So it's just like, yeah, you had the long dresses, you had the all white, <laughs> you had the African kings and queens, you had the um, Mexican family of nine, you had <laughs> <laughs> like it was, we had everyone in there. But I wanted to ask when y'all, when y'all go to a, and I'm going to bring up Wuhan, China later, but when you go to a Chinese buffet, what is the first thing that you put on your plate? What's like your go-to? Rice. Good question. The fried rice. Yeah. The fried rice? Mm-hmm. I think I I go for general sauce chicken. Get the meat on first. I'm a broccoli beef kind of girl. Oh. Yeah. Jessica, are you going to say something or are you, you're hesitating a lot? Oh, I, I don't really like buffets. It's too many people around the food. Um, whatever Justin says. <laughs> <laughs> Would you say fried rice? No. Okay, we'll go with fried rice. Team Smith fried rice. <laughs> okay, so for so we got some beef and broccoli. We got some general sauce chicken. And we got some fried rice. So for dessert, are, y- are y'all people who do you go to dessert? During a buffet, or are you like, no, no, I can't. I'm jello, maybe. Yeah, I'm a pass on the dessert. You pass, uh, yeah. What at a Chinese buffet? Chinese buffet, we can we can explain to all. I mean, I haven't been to like so usually, like, my go to buffet, I I don't go to buffets, but like, I haven't been to like a Golden Corral in like five years, probably longer than that. Um, you need to go, you need to go. (laughs) Oh. Yeah, see, that's the problem. That's the problem. You need to humble yourself and go to a <laughs> Okay. No, I don't, uh, I don't get any desserts. I, I don't think I'll do dessert either. Yeah. Really? No, I, I like I like hot desserts. I rarely do buffets have nice hot desserts. What are you getting, Nathan? Enlighten us. Educate so the us. Jello. Are y'all jello people? Oh, I know. Yeah, I'll, I'll get jello. I'll do the jello. Yeah. No. You're not a jello person. <laughs> no. Uh, I mean, it's been a minute since I've been to a Golden Corral. But uh, that was like kind of like what you said. It was the times I did go, it was like an after church thing with my grandmother. And uh, so, I mean, it was <laughs> at 11 o'clock. I'm not really finna go for a dessert. But at like <laughs> at like the dinner time that I had been to a buffet spot. Yeah, yeah, I'm finna, I'm finna hit that fondue, and I know it's nasty. <laughs> <laughs> but that's part of it. I'm an American. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick my finger in there too, you know. Uh, <laughs> we know we eat buffet. We know the best, and that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I will say, like, you get yourself the. At, speaking about Chinese restaurants or Chinese buffets, I don't think that like the. The bread, the sugar bread, yeah. we all see that there, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know what it's yeah. called, but that's always cool. It's good, unless it's been sitting there for a minute, and then it's rock hard, but <laughs> yeah. So, you know, they need their love, too. In o- Oklahoma, I haven't been there, but the highest rated Chinese restaurant is a buffet. So mm-hmm. I am, one day I will try it out and figure out, like, if really? Right in your city? Bed. The highest one's a buffet? Yeah. Wow. We're in Oklahoma, baby. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Better than raised chicken? 
Uh, no, no, highly high highest rated like Chinese spot. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, my okay, bad. No, okay, not okay. the highest rated like overall. Okay, okay. Yeah. You think part. about that race chicken all the time. Yeah, that's why that's why I was taking it back by yeah. something <laughs> being higher than that in that city. Okay. So, how about the most exotic thing? Because sometimes you go to these and you'll have octopus, squid. Today they had oysters and frog legs and chicken liver. What is it like? Have y'all had a situation where you're like, I'm at a, and that's why I'm going to bring up Wuhan later. But have you had a situation <laughs> where you go to a Chinese buffet and you're like, I'm only going to see this octopus here today. This is my chance. Do you take the risk or are you, do you not take the risk? Y'all don't take the risk. I'm getting squid. Octopus at a buffet. I don't know. It depends on which buffet, you know, I don't know the quality. I'm not getting octopus, but I'll go for the squid. Where's I'll the eat, water? I'll, it eat, the, came I'll from? eat the frog leg. No, I don't care about that. That's right. We okay. I'm I'm glad Jessica's here because there was there was people in this buffet with like hundreds of crawfish on their plates. <laughs> it's not crawfish <laughs> season. Where, where they get that? That was okay. What? If there is a season for it, and when it is, is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, it's Mardi Gras season. You don't put some crawfish on your plate in the summer. What the fuck? Wait, no. <laughs> that's wild. Because now I want to know where did it come from? Yeah, that's a good point. I'm... <laughs> In Alabama? Yeah, that's what, y'all. Okay, so the first time, y'all remember at Tuskegee, we used to have like Fried Fish Friday. Mm-hmm. The fr- I, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm like, well, I'd love to get some fish. So I have my Mississippi behind. Oh my gosh, I'm crying. I ate it. And I was sick. I missed all my glasses afterwards. Oh. And I told my mom, I was like, Mom, there's something wrong with me. Like, I went to lunch and I ate fish. I don't know where I've been. I just came back in the class. And she said, You ate fish in Alabama? And I said, Yeah, but the water's right there. She said, No, girl, it's not. So where I grew up, you eat, you eat fish or whatever. It comes off the boat into your plate. So like I had never had anything where it was like flown. Or mailed, and I it was bad, y'all. <laughs> so ever since then, I skipped Fried Fish Friday. In Texas, I do not eat seafood. I would not. I do. I eat seafood in seasons. <laughs> y'all, I don't know how y'all not sick right now. Oh man, <laughs> that's funny. I feel like I've never been a a like a shellfish person. But something about that crawfish, I I I can't do it. Mm-hmm. it. I wish I was a crawfish guy too. I wish I wish I could like just get like 30, 40, just throw them on my plate. Mm-hmm. But you gotta try them uh, separated first. Get the po' boy. I would tell you the work's done for you. Great suggestion. That's a good suggestion. And there is a there is a po' boy spot here in town. And I know landlocked Oklahoma, right? So I probably shouldn't <laughs> try it. Probably going to so. <laughs> get that crawfish po' boy from Oklahoma. Yeah. Like so, that. what did you get today from the buffet, Nathan? So i I saw this. Um, I was so I, I got my main plate, and then I got my second plate, and then I went out for, <laughs> for my third plate. And the third but plate was just did you an eat? Adventure. Did you eat those plates before you went back out? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> my third plate was my adventure plate, and then my fourth plate was my dessert plate. <laughs> but uh, this sounds so American, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I, I, my third adventure plate, I went to, I was like, I, I see there's oysters over here. Let me look at them, see, like, I, you know, I don't eat oysters, but I heard they're good for, they're good for your heart or something. And there was a dude, like a Mexican dude, and he, he was just like, and he put like four on his plate. And I, I literally, I asked him, I was like, you, you eat, and I was, I played dumb so I could get all the information I could. I was like, you eat those? He's like, yeah. I was like, oysters? He's like, yes, oyster. I was like, how, you put, like, what do you do? Like, you. You put salt on it. He's like, oh, you put the lemon. And I was like, oh, really? I was like, is it good? He's like, yeah, it's good. And, uh, and I, I don't know if it sounds bad. I didn't know Mexican people ate oysters. But uh, yeah, Justin, you see Justin? He's like, Mexican people eat oysters. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's, what it looked like. That's what it looked like you were saying. My bad. But yeah, I had oysters today and I had frog legs. And Ariel had frog legs for the first time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they taste a lot like more like chicken than I expected. Oh, okay. Yeah, frog legs are good. Oyster just it tasted like um if you were to like jump off of a pier, right? Jump off of a pier into a lake and then go bite the wood. Like under <laughs> that's not good. Carboiled. First of all, oysters do not come out of lakes. <laughs> we're, we're not. Okay, audience, that's not where they come from. <laughs> it tasted like uh, ocean. Yeah, ocean water. It tasted like maybe I didn't get good oysters because you, we live in. Yeah, North you California. gotta have them cooked right. I think yeah. I was the same way, but charboiled, it'll change your life. They're they're really good. Yeah. Had that in had that in New Orleans. Okay. Yeah, someone someone put me onto those as well because I was the same way. What do you you slurp it out? You you don't even need. They're not slurpy, but you can. I mean, you can't want it, but they weren't slurpy. They're charboard, so they're like, you know, they're not slimy. Oh, okay. So what do you, you with your fork? You, hey man, do whatever you want. Use your fingers. You come on, have a good time. Okay. <laughs> but yeah. What do you, okay, so... what did you get for dessert? What do what do they have there other than ice cream? You said dessert. Yeah, I got I got the orange jello. Oh, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and uh yeah, I got the banana pudding. You know. Okay, okay, okay. That's good. Geriatric banana pudding and orange jello. You know. <laughs> the combo. Okay, yeah. I was just wondering what a Chinese restaurant have for dessert. Yeah, that's good. That was the only salvageable stuff they had. Yeah, it was an adventure, man. I, I was thinking about y'all when I was on that adventure. And I was thinking about Wuhan, China when I was on that adventure. It's unrelated. <laughs> <laughs> what about Wuhan, China? So I was like, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna get on the podcast tonight and I'm gonna ask, I'm gonna ask the group, hey, we got a group on 70 dollars round trip, Wuhan, China food tour. Would are y'all doing it? No. <laughs> probably not, is my guess. No, probably not. Just for food? No. 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 <laughs> I'm sorry, Nathan. Resounding no. 
going down a path I can't follow. Seventy dollar <laughs> round trip, no one. Wait, wait. Are you saying yes? Wait, seventy dollar round trip to Wuhan, China, for a food tour. Yeah, yeah. How? I'll do that with you. Yeah, I'm you sorry. I, 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 I heard that wrong. Yeah. I say, why not? I mean, if I'm going to get kidnapped, that's just what God meant for happen. So, <laughs> I'm concerned uh, about you, Jessica, because you could, your stomach couldn't handle the Tuskegee calf. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to the epicenter. Uh, well, the alleged. Actually, epicenter. are we are we better prepared now from eating at Tuskegee's calf? Hey, don't do Tuskegee like that. We had some good fried chicken. Yeah, I chicken was good. great, but it was were, questionable. There are some things that I, again, not a knock on Tuskegee. I've had a questionable thing or two. But again, overall food quality, I think, was good. Yeah, but everybody do that. has something in the, at that at calf that they remember distinctly. And I have mine. <laughs> this comes from the man who literally, like three nights ago, boiled like <laughs> five cups of macaroni and just ate it. No, <laughs> no pepper, just five cups of macaroni. And I was like, what in the world are you doing? And she said, oh, I need 800 calories before I go to bed. It's like, oh, we just eat macaroni now? <laughs> what else is on this? Nothing. Salt, pepper? No. You put salt in the water? No. Salt? <laughs> macaroni? We not. But Justin Just- is a good cook. He is a very good cook. His chicken Alfredo from scratch, top notch. That's very nice. Never knew Justin as a cook. I always, we were calf, living the calf lifestyle back then. That's crazy. This is a, a recent development. Thank you for the compliment, by the way. You're welcome. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Zay, did, are you going to Wuhan with us or? No, I can't. I can't go down that path with you. <laughs> I got. I got. Who gonna watch your side? No, that's not watch your side. Bring Josiah. Mm-hmm. He can come hey, to Josiah. Bring Josiah. Josiah, not gonna. <laughs> <laughs> no, cannot do he, that. Doesn't even have all his shots yet. I think because. <laughs> well, I think because you know it was the supposed epicenter. Uh, you know where it all started, origin. That they they, they locked that they locked it down there. You know, so mm-hmm. might actually be. <laughs> One of the we, cleaner places. We can't believe anything that the Chinese government says. That's true. <laughs> that's a good point. But if, if anything, I think that's probably where like the the weakest COVID strand is, right? That's the base form. Now we're exposed right. to uh, a million different variants. So, yeah. So you know, not, go down there and it would be like uh, Superman coming from Krypton to Earth. Yeah, they might. Who knows? They might. Uh, I remember, what was it? When I went to New York, it was like right after the the governor or the mayor was like, we got to clean the subways. So they had just scrubbed down the subways like a week before. And everyone was like, oh, the subways aren't, they usually aren't this clean, but the, the governor got in trouble. So we cleaned them up. So that might be how Wuhan is. They might have scrubbed the city. They're like, we got to start over. Oh, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure, like, I, I'm pretty sure they did that. It's probably to a dangerous level where they like, you know, yeah. <laughs> people on the elevator just trying to go to work and they came in and like 
bleached it down or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'd just like to point out that not only did Nathan do accents, but Ariel also did accents this episode. <laughs> and that is out of control. You can't be <laughs> some little married little couple who's going to come in here accenting all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. By order of the Peaky Blinders. <laughs> uh, was there was there more to the buffet? Nathan? Sorry, I don't want to cut you off. No, no, that's that's it, man. I just wanted to pick everyone's brain about you know buffet life, mm-hmm. and I think you should really consider going to a buffet. I think it would you need to get grounded a little bit, <laughs> get your head out of the clouds, go to a golden corral and eat with eat with Middle America, right? <laughs> Uh, we just ate somewhere recently. Did we? No, I don't think so. Never mind. We went to Alamo. Um, Alamo. Yeah, go eat somewhere where they don't valet your car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's crazy. I'm about to say, uh, Fuga de Chao. Is that considered a buffet? <laughs> but they do valet your car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that brisket, Golden Corral. Don't sleep on that. A Golden, golden Corral brisket? <laughs> I haven't been to Golden Corral since like 2012. They're microwaving that ace. <laughs> There's always that one, that one guy that they put on the the meat station because you know if people were left their own devices, they literally would pick up the whole brisket. <laughs> that was my dad. He would stand by the station <laughs> and wait for the. <laughs> Grab like four of them. Yeah. Oh, it's smart. Yeah. Uh, um, we did basically just do a, a Barpenheimer episode. I'm um, keeping with the the spirit of the the releases. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you to you know all of our guests, uh, Jessica, Ariel, Jasmine, um, for coming on the show. Love to have you all on again at another time. Thank you to the listener for sticking with us. Uh, see you next time. Have a good one.